welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. And I'm your other host, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. I told you you didn't use the DM. And I, I didn't use it last time. Oh, yeah. oh my God. You okay. did use it last You're time, right. but you normally don't I did use it. it last time for the first time ever. I, you know, yes. I like to shake things up. Where, where, who's the DM? Nobody knows. Yay. <laughs> so with that, though, we are here for yet another super set. And, and of course, another title that Celeste absolutely loves, because today we're going, to, we're going to reintroduce everyone to Cramped in a Lamp. It's basically just adding. Yes. Like, I feel like this is like, there are certain aspects of like being a DM where like eventually this comes mm-hmm. up. Like eventually yes. you introduce a genie into your game. It's an iconic monster. You know, everybody wants it. Everybody expects a genie to show up at some point. Yep. And so this this is taking just the the basic concept of what is it in? What does it do? And basically also having people provide a wish and then respond to that wish and that's one of the mm, biggest things cool. about a genie is like what kind of genie are you adding to your game are they mean are they nice are they somewhere in between um, because there is always wording that very specifically and i guess the other question is what kind of dm are you but that is the, <laughs> that is the superset that we will be lifting and of course the question i i have to ask before we jump in is celeste when is the last time you have had a genie in your games Ooh, i think the last time was it around venture maidens episode 50 we had an afridi um show up in one of my main cities an afridi and his daughter and it was a whole thing because the Afridi was basically bound against his will to be here. He was in the service of a demon. So our our party helped out this this Afridi and uh, won him his freedom. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, but that was a couple years ago. So yeah, you know, yeah. But I said a couple like, years. Like I'm said, overdue. I'm due. I'm yes. due for a genie appearance. <laughs> Perfect. And so just like our listeners, we can check out the exercise already in progress. Well, I think that's smashing. Lots of really cool ideas that I saw from the forum. Yeah, and I think we only had about two nice people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The rest were on a scale of not nice to blocked out their text because it might be a trigger. <laughs> there was some pretty pretty gruesome <laughs> stuff, I gotta say, but I'm a fan of the dark and, and gory and occasionally disturbing stuff sometimes, so. Awesome. I could appreciate it. Well, speaking of that, which one was your pick from the forums? Well, my favorite was from, I'm going to horribly butcher uh, the user's name, it's from Rhett Sam Nugnud, Yes. Rhett Sam Nugnud, something like okay. that. Okay, uh, so I'll help you out. <laughs> On the bottom, there's actually a pronunciation. You're right. Rhett Sam Nugnud. And they go. actually refer to themselves as the backwards DM because yes. it's Dungeon Master spelled backwards. I didn't even catch that. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Can we just start this whole thing over? Oh my goodness. We no, can, I'm good. You can start that part over and <laughs> if it makes you feel better no. as someone that is like the sole administrator for the forums that took me probably like months. No, I'm months. I'm sorry, backwards DM. I apologize for the horrible butchering and total cluelessness on my part. But I really liked his answer. It 
kind of jumped out at me as something that was a bit different than the typical genie folklore, you know, being in a lamp. And it kind of got rid of a little bit of the typical Eastern flair and kind of went for something a little different, which I liked. So I like that the container that the genie is housed in is instead of a lamp, it's actually like a small egg-shaped locket, heart-shaped and has a mirror on both sides when open, which is kind of just innocuous. Like that's kind of just a simple object that, you know, most people would have but then when it's open it releases this genie that's trapped inside and i thought that was a really cool touch that's you know a little bit different is if it was a game you know that'd be a very surprising thing because most people would just assume oh lock it that's a harmless or some kind of you know heirloom family memento or whatever but so i, I really like that and then the the genie trapped inside is what a horrible horrible jerk uh yes <laughs> so so the genie apparently is unpronounceable and unwritable name. However, the previous master made a wish to always make the genie refer to himself as Gus. And Gus is just a horrible, mean genie that drives people insane. And the even worse part about that is then yet a previous master before that made a wish to never see Gus because he was so terrible. And so now Gus is a mean-spirited, disgusting, awful, invisible genie. So that's just perfect. So yep. <laughs> some hapless adventure opens this locket. They think, oh, this is nice. Maybe, you know, this belonged to somebody or whatever. They open it. They don't even realize what happened. And then all of a sudden their whole lives are ruined because of this invisible jerk that is now ruining their life. Yes. I don't know how I didn't think of this before, but if you think of like the original myth, uh, myth around genies in like Aladdin, mm-hmm. the lamp is an unassuming container. Right. But we're so conditioned to there's a lamp, there's a genie. Right. But like having it in a locket and changing just that simple fact into something that would surprise someone like resets how genies work. Yeah. And it it just changes the expectations of what you would expect from it. Because like I said, that's more of a pretty universal imagery like lockets, you know, or something that any culture or whatever would find or whatever. Whereas, you know, like a lamp, it is kind of a more traditional Middle Eastern, you know, type of thing. Like people associate lamps with that type of imagery. So the locket just kind of makes it even more broad and vague, you know, where it could be something found really anywhere and not really stand out. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the wish. So the previous user asked for a wish and his wish was just for one edible, non-toxic, freshly baked sweet roll. Very simple wish. It's like, oh, that's nice. And Gus is apparently, you know, supposed to answer this wish for him and turned into this just awful, sad, disgusting thing about uh, apparently the adventurer's mother has some kind of enchantment tied to this sweet roll. And so when the adventurer takes a bite out of his roll, uh, he's also taking a bite out of his mother at the same time. It's like such a horrible, disgusting image that I just love. It's like, that's so wrong. And yet that's as a fan of horror, especially like in role-playing games, that's something that I totally 100% like would love to do something like that to one of my players someday. Yep. In one of the most recent episodes, I said, and I, I mean it, don't have a family. If you're an adventurer, <laughs> don't do it. Just exactly. write that in right away. You're and just, just asking for so much trouble. Yeah. Don't do that. So my favorite is... Probably the most polar opposite of the one that you have chosen. (laughs) And my favorite is from Golcan, who has a pipe as the container for the genie. And it is the kind of genie that you would think would be produced from a pipe. And everyone that would consistently smoke a pipe and the stereotypes that you can associate with that, they are embodied in this genie, (laughs) whose name is Herfamer. Yeah, Herfamer, I think, is... uh... I think that's right. Yeah, so he's a tall, 
skinny, got a scraggly beard and green skin. And the best part is if there is tobacco in the pipe, then Herfimer will be kind of aloof and a little bit scattered and just kind of not the smartest person around. But if something more potent were placed in the pipe, Herfimer will be under the effects of whatever that may be. (laughs) <laughs> Which will, of course, make your wish scenario much more entertaining. I don't know if it'll be enjoyable, but it'll definitely be more entertaining. <laughs> and the description that Golcan wrote out of how they were interacting with the wish before, I think they're, the word bro is used several times. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's like, actually, I think it's people like, bro. Yeah, he's like, bro. Ow, that's like wicked mean, man. Because the <laughs> wish was to essentially force the genie to follow rules that are not messing with mortal people. And the genie didn't appreciate that. Well, we get to do the fun part and lift the mental weights Ooh. right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. So now we have to decide. And I feel like we're we're already kind of going down the road of figuring out a cool, interesting thing to house our genie. But what would we actually want to put it into? Hmm. So one of my favorite things that I had ever like read about genies, when you asked me if I wanted to do this episode about genies, I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. There's this RPG adventure. It's actually a Pathfinder adventure. That was a long, old one that there was a genie housed inside of an ancient map scroll, essentially. The scroll contained, like, a private demiplane that was etched into this map, and this genie, like, resided, actually was trapped inside of this map. And then so when the map is unfolded, then the genie, you know, kind of emerges and is freed from this map prison, essentially. I always liked that. I always thought that was one of the cooler, kind of neat, different takes on the whole, like, genie being trapped inside of, a you know, his prison or whatever. I really like it because, you know, and kind of adding in like the lore aspect of it, you could also have it be the quest that the players go on. Like mm-hmm. they'll find a treasure map and it's inherently true. They do. They find a treasure or at least the ability to wish for a treasure or something along those lines. But there's there's a, a lot more surprise once they open it and find right. a genie inside. Yeah, so something maybe along that line, but something a little different, not quite the same thing. So like if you took the, because I like the treasure map idea because it's such a typical adventure hook, you know, it's so mm-hmm. common to like, you know, you find the the treasure map, whatever. So maybe it's not necessarily the treasure map that has the genie, but it's something that the treasure map points to or leads to that is kind of maybe surprising or, you know, unexpected for the players, you know, when they arrive at their destination, perhaps, or. Oh, I got it. Okay. So we, let's put let's put both ideas together. Okay. They get a treasure map that leads them to the second map. Oh, interesting. Okay. And how disappointed are they going to be when they right? find a second map, only to find out then that it is a genie and they get to go on the emotional roller coaster? Right, right. Okay, I like that. That's pretty cool. Awesome. So now we get to do a little bit tougher. Okay. Do we want to name this genie? <laughs> do you have any ideas? No, I mean, I can always cheat and use the software that I have that I just pull names from. Oh, I love random name generators. Please hit me with one. If you've listened to the podcast before, you will at some point hear me mention the ever-changing book of names. And I will open it up right now. And we have a wide array of available options. Let's see. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to do the the one that's the most fun. All right. So I'm going to pick Pokemon. Uh, All right, done. Wait. No, no. Uh 
glad you're sitting down. Okay. And I'm going, there's two options. One is Pokemon. Yes. And the second one is Poketulu. What? <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited about this. Okay. Done. Found it. All right. So it is Cha Lonceal. <laughs> Done. Done. That's it. I like that. Ship it. Got it. Done and done. So we've got Cha Lonceal. And how do they look? Do we want them traditional or do we want to go? Well, we've got to go off the wall. We already did Poke Food. Yeah, so. exactly. Cha Lonceal. Hmm. Maybe it's kind of like, you know, not to go too deep into this, that last part of the seal, but not to, maybe it's some kind of watery gin or something, or, you know, maybe it's something that like a wispy, like watery spirit or something that they find like this map or this thing that they discover kind of in a submerged location or something. And that kind of maybe ties into. Oh, okay. I was also thinking like, you know, cause it's almost like that translucent appearance and then mm-hmm. When they speak, it sounds like either like a river flowing or like a waterfall or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But then it's still understood by the adventurers. Right. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really cool. Because then, you know, with that watery appearance, you can just kind of mold themselves into whatever they want. Yeah. No, maybe like. maybe kind of like a misty like like appearance, like misty, like from Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The the suspenders and the really short crop top. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, and if it was a fire one, there would be they would look like they had a lot of ash. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this. I have a good good mental image of what this looks like, which is cool. I'm trying to see if there was another wish that we could answer. It doesn't look like the last one did it. No. How about this? Maybe I'll come up with a wish and then you can grant it. Okay. So I'll come up with a good wish for you. Chalon Seal will, will answer this wish when our group of adventurers stumble upon this scroll that she or he is trapped inside of. So the the king of their this land, this kingdom that, you know, they're part of, has been put under some kind of horrible, like, curse for a long time. Like, it's been going on for maybe, you know, years or even a decade or, or something like that. They've been trying to find a way to help do that. So maybe their wish is to help free this king of theirs or this royalty of theirs from this long lasting curse that he's been placed under. And how would uh Chalon Seal respond to something like that, I guess? Okay. So yeah, now we have to determine how mean or not mean <laughs> Chalon Seal is with the granting of this wish. I wanna say that they're good natured, but just they don't consider like the true plight of what mortals would consider. Yeah. Kinda goes with the watery theme a little bit where it's just like everything's kind of flowing constantly and they view things as just always in motion and never it's never just like a single request because that would be too you know static like it wouldn't be quite as fluid as like the river or anything like that yeah so my immediately like mean thought was just kill the king and then problem solved but i don't <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty but i don't good. want i don't want to do that so sure chalon seal says that it's been completed your king is restored your king is better than ever before And then when the adventurers return, they come to find that the king has been turned into a different race that would not be affected by the curse or the disease. Oh, okay. But maybe one that, like, makes him less effective as a king, perhaps, or... 
oh yeah, because no one's going to trust this race and no one's going to understand why this person that was either human or kind of the common races is now this thing. Like maybe they're turned into like a Goliath. Right. And because they're hardier than some of the other races. But now that's maybe the race that was terrorizing the kingdom. Right. I like it. Or they're turned into a gibbering mouther. Oh, no. <laughs> what a jerk genie. Done. Perfect. Hey, did you like that? Did you did yeah. you like it? Uh, if you did, you should review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, or even better, tell a friend, uh, tell a dungeon master, tell a player in your life uh, about this podcast so they can tune in, get some sweet ideas, hear about uh, all this awesome inspiration. And if you wish... To get a hold of us, you can always oh, do so no. at our email address, dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to Twitter, where we are at dmnastics. I am at Jotmoniac, and Celeste is at Seekonowich. And of course, for everything else on our network, you can go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. A huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can find out more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. But with that, we will turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? <laughs>